0: all right everybody welcome back to the get it done podcast i'm joe Zanke, your host co-founder and coo of on-demand storage who sponsors the podcast and today i have special guests uh neil cohen and sam crowther from casada how are you guys doing doing well
1: mate how are you
0: i'm doing really well it's very nice to meet you guys uh meet both of you you know i know neil you're up here near me in the boston area and sam you uh you're out in new york you know go uh Boo Yankees, boo you know, boo Giants, boo all that stuff. But hey, we both missed the playoffs this year, so that's you know that's one thing we have in common at least.
1: Hey, exactly. But look, I'm not I'm not too wedded to a team yet. Anyway, I've still got to pick who I've got to support, so I'll give it a few <laughs> more years of living here, and then I'll I'll pick the best one.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So why don't you guys tell me about Casada um, and what you guys have going on over
1: there? Easy. Yeah. So look, we're a cybersecurity company that's focused on. Helping our customers solve the many problems that bots and automation causes them. All right, so really trying to, you know, help them adequately defend themselves in a way that doesn't put them on the back foot and really lets them, yeah, lets them drive their digital businesses forward. So initially, as you as you may be able to tell, coming out of Australia and uh, now now over here in the U.S.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's. Um... It's not a world that I can directly relate to right now, but I can definitely see, you know, we use a lot of tools to do automation. And, you know, I think that once you grow to a certain level and you start marketing yourself a certain way, um, I can definitely see the potential for that to be, you know, the interference to come where, you know, because you see all the time on Instagram, Facebook, when people post, you know, the, these these top influential people who might have a lot of followers. There's so many bots underneath it that you can tell right away it's a bot, or maybe you can't because they're really good at disguising it. Um, but at the end of the day, those bots could be doing some lethal things to your business. It seems like, am I
1: correct? Uh, absolutely right. And it, it comes down to you know the fact that it's it's just cheap, right? Automation is a great way to you know achieve scale to make you know make operations that previously weren't viable, very viable. Like the you know bots on social media is a great example, right? What better way to stir the pot about conspiracy theories or whatever it may be than to have you know five hundred thousand fake accounts tweet. Or, you know, <laughs> put posts out for, for, you know, content that supports these views. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: And it's so visible nowadays too, especially, you know, if, if certain people are promoting certain things, um, you know, it, it could be relevant, but it, it could also be dangerous. And I, I you know, I, I, I listened to some of your talks online when you're explaining it and some um, some case studies that you guys have done and how some of these larger companies weren't even realizing that that was going on. Um, they were thinking that, you know, we're getting all this great organic traffic we're generating, you know, all these different views, and at the end of the day, um, what it boils down to is that a lot of it was fake, and in a way, and, and it was from bots. and And not only was it just fake, so that the data was skewed, but it was also fake in the sense that the the either the competitors or the the attackers that were doing it were were stealing information,
1: I, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it you know, it, it's the same example as you gave with the social media piece, right? Like it's the idea is this stuff's meant to be indistinguishable from humans. And so, you know, it makes it really difficult not only to, first of all, figure out that something's going on, because right, that's, I guess, the first challenge, but then how do I deal with it? If it all looks like a customer, like what am, what am I to do to solve it?
0: <laughs> I know. So when did you first recognize this as an opportunity? And I guess, um, you know, at a high level, you know, how do you achieve some of the things that you're talking about, like being able to distinguish um, a bot from a real person?
1: Yeah, so I, I guess this became apparent as a pretty pertinent problem to solve based on some experience that i would had uh, previous organizations I worked with and then also, you know, some of the people on our founding team as well. Uh, we were just very conscious, you know, a lot of us came from, you know, the, the hacker stereotype background, you know, where we we're quite young into programming. We we're probably doing, you know, all this stuff, scraping websites and whatnot and realized, wow, it's, it's, a, it's a big issue and no one's really solved it well. Mm-hmm. So that's that was sort of the uh the genesis is when we actually figured out well what is what is the approach that everyone else has taken and why doesn't it work okay so what can we do differently to actually rectify that and and the thing that we settled on was Instead of trying to beat bots at the game of pretending to be human, right? Because that's what they're here to do. They're here to, to do everything they can to look as human as possible, right? They're going to act in human ways. They're going to move their mouse. Right? They're going to get that, that level of sophistication. We need to take a step back and actually ignore what they're doing and look at, at the lowest possible level on the machine. Is this a browser with a person behind it? Or is this a browser that has some sort of bot control in it? And when you shift the yeah you know, shift the viewpoint in that way, it actually becomes a, a far more you know simple battle to fight, and puts mm. us as the defenders on on the front foot. Yeah,
0: that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, um, you're trying to you don't want to really try to compete with because there's probably a million different ways that they can go about you know doing what they're trying to do. So trying to dissect every single Scenario by like, oh, how can we compete with them on what exactly they are doing, and then versus just simply saying like, hey, is is this a bot or is this not a bot? Um, it's obviously much more complex than that, but it simplifies your challenge right from the get-go.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So you guys are both obviously leaders of the company. You're founder, and then you know Neil, you're the CMO. Um, and when it comes to you know leadership, you know. I think there's just traits that certain people like to 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 take on or or styles that you know everyone has a different style and then you know between both of you guys combining you're trying to build out a culture obviously around the company um but what are some of like the top management you know skills or tools that you guys focus on when you're trying to manage people
1: I'm I'm still relatively new to this game um but you know something that but first of all is, you know, I, I I do genuinely care about everyone that we work with, both from customers and internally, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that, you know, that, that folk on the team are happy, right, and are able to, to be the best that, that they can be. And, you know, I, I see that as a really, really important part of at least my role is to, you know, I'm not an expert in marketing, I'm not an expert in, you know, in engineering, but if I can, you know, be the person that enables... Neil or enables our head of engineering or whoever it is, uh, you know, to be able to do their job and have all the folk in their teams be able to do their jobs as well. Um, that's, I see that as a, as a huge win for everyone.
0: hundred percent being relatable. And, uh, and then like you said, genuinely caring, I think goes a long way for your employees, especially. And then, um, and like you said, kind of empowering them to, um, you know, take, be able to take on these challenges, knowing that you have their back when they're doing it and knowing that, you know, if everyone goals are aligned and they all know that, you know, the, the end goal is to help the consumer and the customer as much as they possibly can. Um, and they know that, you know, like you said, you have their back, you're all fighting for the same goal. Um, that's huge. That's huge. And that's huge for your employees. That's huge for um, your organization. It's huge for keeping turnover low, which I think, you know, is, is something that you don't want nowadays, especially. Um, so no, that's, I think that's a really good thing to focus on and, and I'm pretty new to it too myself. We're just starting to build out a team. And so, uh, some of it comes natural and some of it comes from learning and and seeing what others do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Right. I mean, there's a lot that I've learned at least from, you know, working with some of the people on our team or some of the other founders and investors that I'm lucky enough to know. And yeah, I think it's sort of the the combo and balancing that. Definitely.
0: So Neil, this one's a little bit for you. So, you know, as a marketing um, the marketing person behind the company, you know, what strategies are you guys using to kind of get your brand out there? Because obviously, you know, this is a challenge that I faced at the beginning of starting my company is finding out who your customer is and who exactly you want them to be, or you want to work with, and then putting yourself in a position where they can find you and you can be available when they're going through these challenges. And so there's a million different ways. I mean, 2021, there's a million different ways you can do this. Um, What strategies have you guys kind of adopted that um, have been successful?
2: Sure. I, I think it's a great question. And to start with, we're also living in the in the COVID environment too. So yep. it's changed marketing in a lot of ways in terms of the types of options that you have are perhaps less uh, plentiful than they were a year ago, where most marketing folks are all rushing to digital. Um, people have gotten fatigued with virtual events and, um, and sitting on Zoom calls. So um, you've seen kind of marketing ebb and flow in different ways, even throughout 2020 and everybody trying to figure it out in 2021. I think marketing really starts with, as you mentioned, knowing who your targets are and trying to hit those targets with the most compelling message that you can in a way that, um, especially in cybersecurity doesn't sound like marketing. Uh, You know, they, they, they don't want to be sold to, they don't want to be marketed to, they want facts um, and uh, what we have found to be very effective, sure, we do a variety of marketing activities, whether it's um, you know, paid search, uh, social promotion, paid organic content marketing. Uh, but we're really focused very much on knowing what customers we want to go after, uh, what message is going to hit them well, which ones have kind of the nastiest bot problems out there that need the kind of sophistication that Casada has. Um, and offer them insight and things that they don't know. What we find right now is people are really interested in engaging with us to try to find out more about um, you know, what the threat landscape looks like, what kind of things are actually happening behind the bots, meaning the bot operators themselves, and what can they do to improve their threat posture. So um, knowing your customer, hitting them with facts, um, and being able to give them the kind of insight that shows your expertise really helps you stand above um, a lot of noise in this market, especially with COVID.
0: Yeah, no, you touched on some really good things there. I think one would be finding out who your customer is. You can't be everything to everybody, um, and, and and really learning out you know who needs this the most, who's this, who are we going to have the most you know compelling results for, um, and, and who's struggling with this the most is 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 first, and then. For you guys especially you know, we went through this a little bit but because you know our company on demand storage offers a little bit of a different solution to traditional self storage um but the education pro like being able to effectively get your message across while also like pushing the customer to like get educated in a way because what you guys are trying to sell is is pretty it, it, you know i bet on the inside probably pretty complex when it comes to you know handling these situations but being able to educate them that hey, this is a problem or could be a problem for you that you're experiencing and might not know it, and um, and this is how we can help them. But when you're doing that at a marketing level, it has to be simple because the messages that you're trying to put out there, you know, can't be a a hundred-page you know graphic of showing them how how your your product works. It has to be simple and to the point quickly so that they're they feel compelled to go get educated on on these different tools, like you're saying. So I can see how that could be challenging in in that world, but um, but you know, kudos to you guys for being able to um figure those figure those different things out and, and and get it in front of the people effectively. Thank you. So, you know, what are some of the top challenges that you guys? It seems like um you know you're on the you're on the come up pretty quick when it comes to this industry, and um you know I saw, Sam, you know you doing um some talks in front of, um, you know, it seemed like some industry leaders and, and working with some industry, you know, industry leaders and there was what, some companies in their respective industries. Um, but what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced across the journey of building this business? Um, is there anything, you know, maybe one particular one that stands out?
1: Yeah. Um, a big one would be, you know, where our, our value proposition to our customers is that we're going to protect your most valuable thing, right? Mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you know, you, there's a lot of trust that uh, that needs to be earned on our end for for someone to go. Okay, I'll I'll give you a shot to do that. So I think that's probably been one of the biggest things that, that we've seen, which has taken you know taken a long time to really start to shift. And you know that that changes right just as we get more and more big customers, and you know more and more people realize, okay, I, I can absolutely trust these folk. But given that's what security is all about, uh, you know, to me at least, it, it makes a little bit of sense that it's it's taken a while, but that's definitely been what uh what's slowed us, well not necessarily slowed us, but what was you know a big boulder to push uphill, so to speak.
0: Gotcha. And and how have you guys been able to push through that? Is it basically just been earning the trust of you know one customer,
1: and then have that lead to the trust yeah. of three, and then just kind of have it snowball. It, exactly. That's it, right? It's um it's referenceability. Right. We can you know point to companies in all sorts of industries that are very, very large and use us and that we've done a great job for. And so, you know, that helps make other people feel a little bit more comfortable. And then when we do a good job for them, you know, it sort of it becomes almost a self-sustaining snowball.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Um, so coming up when you were, you know, first getting started and, and, and j- jumped into this, I guess even currently, um, you know, do you have any mentors or role models that you kind of look at and say like, this is, you know, this is someone who taught me um, what it's like to either own a business or this is someone who taught me, you know, about the product or the services that I offer that, you know, I want to emulate or I want to, you know, strive to to, to model myself after.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's two founders from some other security companies who are sort of three years ahead of us, uh, maybe a bit more, who have been really, really awesome and very, very vital. Uh, and then on the flip side, we've been very, very lucky with, some of our investors. And then there's, you know, there's two of them who, who play really awesome roles in my like personal and, and professional worlds. Uh, who, who both sit on our board and one's once been with us, you know, for sort of the last three years and then the last one joined us early last year. But both of whom have have been in technology business, either started them themselves or they're very, very early. So they understand they understand what it's like. They mm-hmm. understand you know this the problems that, that we are inevitably going to face as a company.
0: I mean, that's great. It's so important, especially, you know, as a young CEO, um, you know, someone who's, um, obviously talented and, and can bring a lot of, um, viable knowledge and information to the, to the thing, but having people guide you through, you know, not only because it's one thing to have a product that can solve a lot of problems. But it's another thing to learn how to run a business, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and effectively deploy capital effectively, like we talked about earlier, manage people. So having people that you can look to and and lean on for for things like that, at least for information, um, I found is pretty key as well.
1: Yeah, it makes such a difference.
0: (laughs) Big time, big time. So my last question, well, one of my last questions for you guys is, you know, obviously everyone's kind of dealing with COVID as we touched upon. Um, It's created a lot of different differences in the business world and and just the world in general. Um, There's obviously a lot of negativity surrounding it for, you know, rightfully so. Um, but have you guys learned anything? You know, dealing with it in business that you could offer as maybe a um, a piece of encouragement towards you know the rest of us who are trying to deal with it and get through it.
1: Yeah, look, I think that as the world shifts so violently, it presents opportunities that previously either didn't exist or just weren't viable. Um, and you know, we we've seen that in our own business. Not in not that our business wasn't viable before, but. For us, at least, this huge shift to the digital world that COVID forced upon everyone right, means that we can add even more value to the people that we work with than we previously could. Because now, you know, almost every customer comes to them online, and I think that's the same in you know a lot of industries. I'm sure that you know there's there's opportunities which now uh, you know will present themselves to people which previously just may not have been feasible. I think that's something that's quite beautiful right it's almost like the we get the bushfires every year in australia and and every year it's uh it's soot everywhere and then there's the little sprouts that come out and i think that's very much what's gonna you know what's going to be able to happen for a lot of people here
0: i like that analogy um i think you're right i think if you're an opportunistic person and um and and keep your eye out there and um and, and you're kind of staying the game as much as you possibly can and um you're totally right. And, and if you're like you said, if you're op- opportunistic and are able to take advantage of some of these new things that are coming out, then um, you know, hopefully once things go back to normal um, you know, now you have another piece of your business that you can offer. You have another product that you can do, you know, gain more customer traction somewhere in a different, in a different field that you weren't pr- previously. Um, I think that's key. And I think a, a big part of that too, is just like recognizing that I feel like the world has slowed down. You know what I mean? Everything's kind of like it was moving when, comparatively to how it is right now is moving so fast, you know, like a year and a half ago, everything was just flying. Um, and, but everything's slowed down a little bit. People are working from home all the time. You know, you have a lot, I feel like a lot more time on your hands when it comes to, you know, traveling as much, you're not, you know, flying around, rushing to meet clients, uh, you know, hopping on flights to go do talks like you have been doing. Um, so that, those two things combined, I feel like will be, will be kind of key. If, and if you can take advantage of it, um, it'll be good for you. And, and hopefully like you said, some new sprouts come up um, on the other side.
1: Exactly. So
0: the last question I used to like to ask all my guests because I've been trying to read more and, and doing more reading and, and I'm trying to build out a, a solid library. Um, have you guys read any good books lately or maybe even throughout your careers that, um, that you could point to and say or, or even just recommend for whatever reason?
1: Yes, absolutely. The name of it escapes me. Hold on. Uh, it was by the CEO of Disney. Um, Bob Iger? Yes, uh, the name I want do. I can't remember what it's called. The ride of a lifetime. The ride of a lifetime. I like that. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant book.
0: Um, that guy's amazing. He has um, some really good talks out there. On um, I think he does a masterclass, and you know, it's just like you hear him talk, and he's so down to earth. But that company's so incredibly impressive. It's 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 unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Yes, it it's phenomenal. The the yeah, just even his you know his professional career and the things he he did and learned to get there, and then make the changes at Disney that he did, it's insane.
0: <laughs> it is, it is. Some of the big mergers too. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, how about you, Neil? Anything good?
2: Uh, I got a a relatively new one and an older one, an oldie but goodie. So a uh, big fan of uh, Challenger sale. Uh, where, uh, really talks about kind of the way to get insight in front of your, your prospects and what, uh, what should be keeping them up at night, if you will. So, uh, really like the thought process and kind of moving away from traditional selling, Mm -hmm. uh, great book as well. And then there's an old D goodie that I think I got, um, a way back that, uh, that an old mentor gave me, it was called, uh, positioning the battle for your mind. And, uh, all consumer examples and types of things that really apply to tech as well. To your point beforehand, it's like you got a very short period to get into somebody's um, mind, you know, what you're about, what's the impression and how do you, how do you do that in an impactful and concise way? It's just, it's a great book.
0: It sounds like a great one. It sounds like it's, it's, um, relates to marketing a lot. You know what I mean? Like you, you gotta be, people see a million ads a day now, you know, so you gotta be a little bit different you gotta be concise And you got to be able to kind of get that message across so that you stick out. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Well, Hey, no, this has been fantastic guys. I really appreciate your insight. I, um, I'm going to keep following your journey because I think that, you know, your company is doing some really powerful stuff and, um, and it's very educational. And I think, um, I even see, you know, a lot of opportunity just learning about what you guys have been doing, um, where, you know, companies are probably missing the ball on this. Um, and, and that's where, I mean, you guys can, um, not only hopefully take advantage of as a business, but also just um, eliminate a massive problem, which it seems like, you know, bots, bot attacks and and is within cybersecurity. So, um, you know, best of luck to both of you guys and, and thank you very much for coming on. This has been great. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. So, so we'll, uh, we'll follow up soon. And um, like I said, I'll keep following you guys and, um, and and best of luck and have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, guys.